This morning's reading comes from the Gospel according to Luke. Let us listen with open hearts for all the wonder and possibilities that lies in the hill country. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for God has looked, looked with favor in the loneliness, on the loneliness of her servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. She has shown the strength with her arm. God has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. She has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. For the good news of Jesus Christ, thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy most holy sight. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Geography and landscape, touchstones and landmarks are more than scenery. They are more than backdrop to our lives. They are part and parcel of us. The land shapes us. In profound ways, we are one. Genesis proclaims that we are formed from the earth and brought to life by the breath of God. Scientist Carl Sagan reminds us that the nitrogen in our DNA the calcium in our teeth, the iron in our blood, and the carbon in our apple pies were made in the interior of collapsing stars. 
we are made of star stuff. We are one with creation and loved into being by the breath of the creator. I imagine that each one of us has a particular landscape or landscapes that we hold dear. There are places we have been, perhaps only once, or perhaps season after season after season, that tells us who we are, that restores us to ourself, and reminds us of the Creator's love. Just as there are landscapes, just as there are landscapes unique to our own stories, there are landscapes we share through a common faith. Scripture offers wonderful stories in which the interplay between geography and experience, between landscape and learning, is paramount. Creation becomes a character in the story. The Red Sea parts to allow the enslaved Hebrews to escape, and it closes over the pursuing Egyptian enslavers. When Jesus breathed his last, the sky turned black. Before we contemplate the landscape that holds and shapes us on this day, I want to take a moment and recall our shared journey to this day. For it began years ago when as a congregation, we applied for and received a wonderfully generous Lilly Grant. The grant enabled Kent to explore mountains, monasteries, and music, and the congregation to ignite our own creative spark and embark on our own spiritual journey. Among other things, Kent looked forward to hiking Mount Kilimanjaro, Mount Sinai, and Mount Athos and the congregation looked forward to a spiritual adventure with sabbatical pastor, the Reverend Mary Ludi, at the helm. And then, COVID, Kent's knee surgery, and Mary Ludi's retirement changed, if not everything, then a great deal. It is fair to say, Kent, we do not know where you have been. We do not know the fullness of your itinerary, the lands you have traversed, the places you have been. We do not know what has transpired in your life, in your body and spirit, in your mind and soul. But week after week, we have held you and Robert in our prayers. We pray that you have been if not to a mountaintop, then, and far more importantly, to the mountaintop, where, like Moses, you have gained new insights about the will 
and the way of God. And just as Moses, after that divine encounter, veils himself after face-to-face encounters, we recognize that deeply transformative mountaintop moments may need to be held close, may need to be veiled for a time. Remember, the veil is likely a reference to the prayer shawl worn by men wrapped about them during times of prayer as if into a cocoon of privacy where again they could see God face to face. It's a beautiful image. It's an image that recognizes that it takes time for wisdom. It takes time for revelation to become a part of us to settle into our bones. It is not possible to go from mountaintop wonder to daily life without a season of transition, without the time for transformation. So Kent, we invite you, hold fast to your mountaintop time. Cocoon yourself in prayer. Let the veil down slowly. There's no hurry. So too, it is fair to say that you do not know where we have been. You do not know the fullness of our itinerary, the lands we have traversed, the places we have been. You do not know what has transpired in our life, in our body and spirit, in our mind and soul. So allow me to offer a tiny glimpse. Kent and Robert, because you know Peter well, it will not surprise you that in these last four months, we learned to sail. (laughs) We sailed out on a boat, christened sabbatical time, onto the seas of Tiberias and Galilee onto lakes and rivers with names known and unknown. Like the disciples long ago, at times we heard this odd call to abandon the fishing boat and take up a new way of life. We heeded the strange invitation after a night of empty fishing to cast our net on the other side. And like the disciples, we were startled by what came up in the net. We are still wondering about new calls, what's in the net, and what it might all mean. And so where does that leave us today, right now, with our sabbatical behind us, with the mountaintop lake, with the mountaintop and the lake behind us, where might we meet to share and grow into our many wonderful sabbatical stories. It may seem odd in Pentecost to hear a text usually reserved for the season of Advent. Yet, in a way, this is a season of Advent, a season of new life within us, 
we have let much to learn from Mary and Elizabeth, from Zachariah and Joseph. Between the mountaintop and the seashore lies the hill country. In the hill country, divine revelations and holy mysteries are shared among family. And so, with Mary, let us set out to a Judean town in the hill country where her cousin Elizabeth and Zechariah reside. Like Mary and Elizabeth, we are filled with new life. The life within Elizabeth the Elder is an answer to years of longing and prayer for a child. The life within Mary the Adolescent is a miraculous gift from God bestowed only after a conversation, a holy conversation, and Mary's brave assent, let it be done to me. In the hill country, Mary and Elizabeth greet each other with an embrace. The embrace, the sound of Mary's voice, spark new life within Elizabeth to leap with joy. She proclaims, why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? The embrace prompts Mary to sing, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And then she speaks of a beautiful vision for a new heaven and a new earth. So begins the three months they spent together in the hill country. This was not a brief visit. This was a long period of reflection. We can only imagine the balance of their time together and the fullness of their conversations. But we also know that these months allowed Zechariah silenced by the angel Gabriel for questioning the promise, your wife Elizabeth will bear a son and you are to call him John, to believe the promise. The time allowed Joseph a season apart to contemplate how to be the earthly father to the heaven-sent child. Time in the hill country allowed for sacred conversations, for holy listening, for shared prayer, for cocooned prayer, and for silence that led to an even greater understanding of the will and the way of God. Together, today, let us make our way to the hill country and dwell there for a full season. Let us pray. Holy God, gather us from the mountaintop and the seas. Summon us to the hill country for a season of prayer and listening 
her time of contemplation and preparation. Help us to share the wisdom we received on the mountaintop, in the boat, and along the shore. Open our hearts that we might receive these insights with wonder and awe. Give us patience to listen for a full season. Grant us grace to grow together into our sabbatical wisdom. Give us the courage to make sabbatical dreams come true. Holy One, we give you thanks that we are together again in this sacred place we call home. And may the people say, Amen. <laughs>